Hi, and welcome to Seppa Stories. All right, well, thank you for joining me for this particular story. And I do have a really pretty piece of fan fiction to read to you. And this was written by an author going by the tag name of Lookout Lovers 22. And the name of this piece of fiction is called Rain Drops on Roses. This particular story was found on Archive of Our Own, and uh, when I reached out to the writer, the writer was very gracious to allow us to, um, or allow me to share the story with you, and you know, it was it was a really nice um, email that I that I received that said, yes, you know, let's tell their story again. So, um, this is a general rating for audience, so just about anyone could listen to this story. Uh, we do have warnings of major character death, so this might be a, a tragic story for us. And this is, of course, based on the Harry Potter series created by J.K. Rowling. Our relationships or pairings for the story are, of course, Hermione and Draco. So, And our characters in our story are Hermione, Draco, and Narcissa Malfoy. We do have tags for angst, um, ghosts, there's Battle of Hogwarts, there are elements of reincarnation and soulmates. This is a fairly new piece of writing that was posted, it looks like, on June the 11th. So this is a brand new story um, that I'm getting out here for you to enjoy. So I hope you like this. Check out Archive of Our Own. Um, and, and give this a listen. This writer may also have other delicious pieces of fan fiction that you might want to check out. So if you like this story, check out Lookout Lovers 22 on Archive of Our Own. And this site also may require a membership to um, be able to leave messages and, and things like that. But you'll want to check this site out. It's, it's a really fun um, site and a lot of your fan fiction writers will post will post to multiple sites and some will some won't i did not find this story on any other site so you'll want to check out um archive so and maybe double check because by this point maybe the the author has posted in other places as well all right so with that let's get started with raindrops on Roses by Lookout Lovers 22 and we do have a summary to begin with and it says I may not remember before but I'll always remember you or there are two ghosts in Malfoy Manor and this is their story so we'll begin our story now he was laying on my lap and his hair was fair as snow I met you before I think Draco said quietly. Your name was Juniper then. My name was Astra. My mother was the bear, a queen, Ursa, and my father died in the war. You were a commoner, but he inhales and closes his eyes. We were friends, I think. And I think I loved you then, really loved you. I'm sorry. I don't remember Draco. I ran my fingers through his hair so soft, so mine. I wish I did. I wish you did too, he whispered. He took my hand and kissed it, and he smiled at me. I may not remember before, 
but I'll always remember you. We were four. Despite our close friendship throughout our childhood, Draco was particularly mean to me at school. He sent me letters sometimes, but that stopped during second year. But I remember him, and I remember a field of dandelions and grass so green it was like magic. How is it that I'll never forget him? It seems like he's so eager to hate me with his disgusting blood purist ideologies that I know he doesn't believe in. But I remember him from when we were children. Maybe he's changed his mind. I'll always remember him. After Ron ruined my night in fourth year, Draco danced with me in an empty corridor. We didn't speak a word, but he looked at me the way he probably did before. He walked away without a goodbye. I cried on the floor. Draco was silent beside me as we went on patrols together. We were in sixth year, and he was awfully silent, but he didn't go on patrols with the other prefects, barely showed up in class. I didn't bring it up. I pretend not to notice. He can have his silence, and I can have my peace. Sometimes he looks at me with so much pain, and I know, I know there are so many apologies left unsaid. I'm sorry I don't remember, and I'm sorry for being so cruel. I don't look at him when he looks at me like that. I can't. He stopped me that night. He stopped me from leaving. He grabbed my wrist and spun me around. We danced in the corridor without music, and we cried together. Oh, my boy. So broken. So mine. I wish you remembered, he had said. I'm sorry for being so. I'm sorry, Hermione. I'm sorry. He held me in his arms after curfew in a dimly lit corridor. I let him. I'm sorry I don't remember, Draco. I'm sorry. He held me tighter. He held my face in his hands, forehead on mine, eyes closed. He looked so very much like the boy in the field of dandelions. Just, just know that I love you, Hermione, and it's not because of, because of before. It's not. It's because of now, and I'm sorry for everything. I just... <laughs> He laughs so bitter. I can feel my heart breaking just so, just like that. He's shaking like a leaf. I love you, and I'm sorry that it's like this, and I'm sorry for being such a dick and for not sending you letters anymore and for being a coward, because it hurts. It hurts, and I'm so sorry, Hermione. I can't promise you before, Draco, I can't. But after all this is over, we can, we can be us again, like when we were kids. And I can, I can't promise you after Draco. I love you too. I do. I'm so sorry. He just smiles so sadly and I can feel myself breaking in his hands. The headmaster fell from the highest tower. The glass in the great hall broke. Hagrid's hut was on fire. My boy was gone. How many horcruxes? There are six. The cup, the diary, the diadem, the locket, the ring, 
and a snake. The battle was won. The light had conquered. Instead of relief, all I felt was sadness, crippling, crushing sadness, and anger and regret. Draco was dead, and I remembered. Juniper and Astra, and we were in love, and we were electric. He was a prince, and he was blazing electricity, and I was the most powerful witch of the age and fire, and I remembered. And Draco was gone, dead, dead, gone. Draco was gone. I dropped to the floor. My heart ached so much. There were two ghosts in Malfoy Manor. They were lovers. One had hair fair as snow, much like all the Malfoys before them, and one had the knowledge of the centuries. Narcissa knew the first ghost very well. This was her Draco, her darling boy. The second ghost, she did not know very well, but she recognized her. This was the Granger girl. Sometimes, late at night, there would be music in the corridors. She always checked, and she always saw these two lovers dancing in the corridors. And she asked them what their names were, and most days Draco would look at her with a cheeky smile and say, You know who we are, Mother. And Narcissa's heart would ache so much for her son, ached so much for the both of them. And some days, only sometimes, Draco would cackle with, crackle with electricity, and Hermione's hands would burn with fire, and Narcissa would ask them what they were called. They said Juniper and Astra. His Royal Highness, Prince Astra, and the Royal Oracle, Miss Juniper, she wrote their stories for everyone to read. I'll always remember you. The ghost went on after that. All right, and we're going to take a quick break. Hi, and welcome back to Sepha Stories. All right, so this begins the commentary portion of Raindrops on Roses by Lookout Lovers 22. And if you'd like to skip this section and go on to the next story uh, that we are presenting, now would be the time to do that. If you'd like to hang out and listen to the commentary, I have some interesting things that um, I kind of want to talk about about the story. And so stick around for that if you would like. So. Let's talk about Raindrops on Roses by Lookout Lovers 22. Wow, what did you think about that? I love this story. So I was, you know, when I read the story the first time, before I had reached out to the writer to see, you know, if I, I could get permissions to read this. And when I'm reading, I'm, I'm really thinking about, you know, is the story, does it move me in some way or... Does it make me think of other things? And if I think about a story after I've read it, an hour after I've read it, then, you know, and it's in my mind, and I'm going on with my day or whatever, then um, it's a well-written story. And if I remember a detail or if something just kind of stands out, then, you know, that's something, a piece of writing you want to consider. So, 
I loved how this story kind of unfolded and you know I like these delicate stories that I'm finding on um, the different fan fiction sites it's traditionally in the past you know you'd read fan fiction and and some are just you know a lot of smut a lot a lot of smut and they're fun they're a lot of fun to read and and some of them are are humorous and some of them are kind of tongue-in-cheek and then sometimes you end up with these pieces of writing that are almost like poetry and you know they're 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 really quite special and so I really tried to discriminate pretty hard to bring to to you the listeners and you know to share these stories that that I'm finding stories that for whatever reason you know moved me and and again my experience is really no further than than what I personally enjoy and, and hoping that you do too so let's talk about some of the details that were really pretty in the story so as I was reading this there um, there was a band in the 70 called T-Rex and they wrote a song you know about about reincarnation and T-Rex was you know a 70s band and lead performer died tragically very young but um, the music is is still beautiful today so there's a song and and some of the lyrics and she's I can't remember the name of the song that's gonna drive me crazy um, I think dancing's in the title but but it's um I was dancing when I was born is is one of the lyrics or and I'm paraphrasing terribly but get out there and check out some t-rex songs and and you'll you can't miss what I'm telling you it's actually a really pretty song and it is actually a song about reincarnation and and that's what the story was a little bit about so I like that this breaks free from the boundaries of canon story of Harry Potter you know this is a completely independent story it doesn't follow the canon at all and you get this separate story almost like a parallel universe where Draco and Hermione are in some way friends and and they're friends from the time they're children so it kind of throws out everything that you know about Harry Potter and it presents this alternative reality in this very short little piece of writing and it starts out just really beautiful with Draco and Hermione you know together and she's running her fingers through his hair I thought that was really pretty and he's telling her how he thinks he remembers her from before and he's starting to give her details of like it's almost in a dream to him like he's remembering and and she apologizes and she says that she doesn't remember and you know but he says I may not remember before but I'll always remember you It's just really pretty so then we go on and so we're hearing how Draco is being really mean to her to Hermione or to our female character you know in in school and she's remembering him more with affection and love and you know she she's like how how can he be following these horrible ideologies and I know that's not him she still loves him and you know he's kind of being mean and he was writing her letters but stops and she's like, well, I still love him. I'll always remember him. So, so that's, you know, kind of pretty. And sometimes in our lives, um, difficult things happen. Then you have the callback or recollection to the tri-cup wizarding ball. And 
Now that does, you know, call from the canon where Hermione attends the Triwizard, you know, I guess, uh, ball, Christmas ball with Victor Crumb. And Ron kind of ruins her night. And so this is taking a step back and it says Draco danced with me in an empty corridor. We didn't speak a word, but he looked at me the way he probably did before. And he walked away without a goodbye and I cried on the floor. So, you know, there's this whole kind of story um, that unfolds. And then it's almost like a segue into these two kind of reconnecting again. And then the next piece of the story is they're doing patrols together. And what I thought was really pretty is there's a sentence, because uh, it's talking about, you know, spinning her around and they're still dancing in the corridor without music. And it's these sentences that made me think of the T-Rex song in particular. And I thought it was really pretty. And there's a really nice detail. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here we go. And I love this sentence. He held me tighter. He held my face in his hands, forehead on mine. Okay, so that's a really pretty visual, mental visual. And I don't know, it, it recollected to me um, in New Zealand, a traditional greeting between people who have great respect and love for each other um, is when two people when they meet or when they see each other after a long time where they have a great love for each other in greeting or in parting, um, they will embrace each other and touch each other forehead to forehead. And, and it's a cultural thing um, that's a part of the New Zealand, I guess, culture, native culture. The, and I, I may pronounce this, you know, the more I, more, am I saying that wrong? But um, the native, you know, culture of New Zealand. And I, I thought that was really pretty because I've seen this in photograph. I've seen it in video. Um, I have friends who, um, from New Zealand, who, who practice this. And it's just pretty. It's, it's almost more than a hug because it's literally meeting mind to mind, uh, breath to breath. And... You know, it's evocative, um, and it, it's not just restricted to women. This is a very traditional and a, and a great show of respect and a great show of, of care and of regard. And so that sentence, to me, really resonated in a beautiful way. Um, of course, you know, being from the United States and in Texas, you know, you read that, and it's, it just seems like a pretty thing, but kind of knowing a little bit about you know, a different culture and seeing it from that perspective, it, it made it really prettier. And I really like that sentence. I thought that was visual. And I love how he starts to apologize and he just starts running, you know, he, like he just can't control himself. And again, you know, she, she doesn't remember, but he does. And, or he's remembering more, maybe. Then we know that, of course, you know, Dumbledore is is finally killed and Havoc is is reigning, you know, supreme with Hogwarts basically being breached and falling uh, the first time when, when we lose the headmaster, when we lose Dumbledore, and Draco is gone. Then we're dealing with how many Horcruxes, and so I love this sentence, you know, it's just very... It's like a flash moment. How many Horcruxes? There are six, and, and of course the naming of each Horcrux. And then the next thing you know... 
you don't really hear about the battle, only that it was won. And I, here's the really tragic part. And in a way, this made me think of the film Immortal Beloved, you know, where, where circumstance in a few seconds can change, you know, an eternity or a lifetime. And in this instance, at the moment that he is no longer with her because, you know, he, he's died in the battle, is when she remembers. And so you get this really evocative sense of loss and and bereavement and you know just heartbreaking aching despair and that sense of loss you feel when you lose something that that you that matters to you so much or a person that means so much to you so i thought that was in its writing extremely delicate and beautifully written beautifully scripted it could be a movie scene uh, the whole thing you know, this in recollection or or done in some pretty way would be a beautiful, if you put this to film, you know, it would be a really pretty short piece of film. I'd love to see this as a short piece of film because it's, it's already there. It's storyboarded. This is gorgeous. So, and then we have Narcissa at the manor. So the ghosts, you know, are at the manor and, you know, they're together where they couldn't be together in the physical world they are together in this you know in Malfoy Manor in this phantom type of a way and you know Draco is able to communicate sometimes with Narcissa and sometimes you know because they are ephemeral then you have this um she sees them you know as as they were before as Juniper and Astra you know and so I thought I thought this was really just a pretty piece of writing about as pretty as an unfurling you know flower to me I thought it was just really beautiful so I wanted to thank Lookout Lovers 22 for allowing me to share of course this really pretty short piece of fiction and you kind of got a sampling of what this writer can produce so I encourage you look for the call uh, tag or the pen name lookout lovers 22 check on the check on fanfiction.net also check on archive of our own and see what other things this writer is producing um, I can't wait to reach out to the writer to uh, let the writer know that, that this piece is, is now up and posted and ready for listening it read as a reader reading this out loud it read beautifully um, the words were poetic and flowed well the imagery was really beautiful and you know like I said if there were a way to bring this to video or to have this in some type I say video but <laughs> if I could see this in some type of film format I think it would be wonderful you know I, I could see this as a really short film so this would be a great you know um as a suggestion, you know, maybe college film project. I mean, it's there and, you know, it doesn't have to have a lot of dialogue. It's just pretty. So I thought the world of this piece and I hope you enjoyed it too. So I wanted to thank you listeners for tuning in and for following this podcast. Um, you guys are the whole reason that 
the writers are writing and me as a reader are reading. It's to bring these terrific stories to you. If there is a particular type of story or Harry Potter pairing you would like to hear or a particular writer or author or, or story you'd like to hear read, you know, out loud and posted on this podcast, drop me an email. Um, I'm getting a lot of correspondence with this with this podcast, so, but feel free to email me, and my email that you can uh, reach me with suggestions is uh, seppa, S-E-P-P-A, 200, at gmail.com, and yeah, I'd like to get some feedback to see what what stories interest you and what you want to hear more of. Um, until next time, thank you for tuning in to SEPA Stories and have a marvelous day wherever you're at and whatever you're doing. We will see you next time.